Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer for this day of Pentecost. Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is organist Mrs. Susan Seniger, acolytes Peyton Manning and Carson Ray. Today's broadcast is sponsored by funds donated by the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. May God have us worship together. All right, well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to worship this morning. As always, it's great to be with you all here in the Lord's house to worship him and to receive his gifts of word and sacrament that he has planned for us today. Why don't we stand uh, and greet each other this morning in the name of the Lord. As always, members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, go over and say hi and welcome them. The mission, church, the mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Note that next Sunday, June 11th at 4.30, there's an installation service for Reverend Andrew Kennel at St. John's Lutheran Church in Monette, there will be a meal following the service in the fellowship hall. Bible classes, Trinity Children's Sunday School and Bible classes, adult Bible classes meet at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the school. Men's Bible study also meets 6.30 a.m. Wednesday mornings in the chapel. There are several ladies Bible studies that meet during the week in surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417 uh, We have a few announcements before we continue on with our worship service today. First of all, uh, there we still need volunteers for the church picnic. Uh, so if you have not signed up yet for a slot, please find that on the table that is right outside there. And you have, uh, there's a, a lot of uh, slots left for the different activities and things that we have planned. Also, um, this kind of goes with the church picnic too, but VBS begins tonight at 5 p.m. Uh, things like Vacation Bible School, things like our church picnic, folks, those are great opportunities to invite your friends and invite your neighbors and invite people that you work with. Um, uh, invite them to come along, invite their kids to come to our Vacation Bible School. It's a great way for us to get uh, the gospel out um, and our name out to others as well. Let's see. The covered dinner is not today, uh, but it has instead been moved to July 30th. There was a scheduling snafu that happened, uh, and so it is not today, but it is instead on July 30. There will be a pie auction, ooh, pie, uh, auction, along with the dinner. Contact Amanda if you are able to donate a pie or dessert. So that is on July the 30th. The TEA garage sale is in the Fellowship Hall this coming Friday and Saturday. From 3 to 6 p.m., donations uh, can be brought to the gym this week uh, if you have some things for which to donate. And then finally, uh, if you, uh, we will be celebrating the Lord's Supper this morning as we do every Sunday. We ask that both members and visitors, please read the, if you have a bulletin, I'll show you. Um, on the inside cover of the bulletin, it says if you are new to Trinity, uh, in that part is our statement about the Lord's Supper, what we believe uh, about it. So it, whether you are a, a guest to us, whether you are a member, we ask that you would just please read that before you come up for the Lord's Supper today. 
And that is all, I believe, of the announcements that we have for uh, before our worship service this morning. So let's open our time with a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. This day, truly, Lord, is the day that you have made, and so we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, that it is on this day, the Lord's day, for which you rose again. Uh, and Lord, even though we are technically done with the Easter season, may the joy and the hope of the Easter gospel, the Easter message, continually fill us, uh, continually fill us with that joy, with that hope, um, each and every day. And Lord, as we celebrate Pentecost Sunday here this morning, uh, and we celebrate the fact that your word went out to all of the nations um, uh, in, in many different languages, uh, we pray, Lord, that that Pentecost day, that it would continue each and every day, uh, so that more and more people would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It is in his name that we pray. Amen. Our first hymn, Today Your Mercy Calls Us, number 915.
Please stand. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father. Confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. So Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful. And kindle in them the fire of your love. Alleluia. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. These all look to you. To give them their food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you send forth your spirit, they are created. And you renew the face of the ground. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful. And on them the fire of your love. Alleluia.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, on this day you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day, by the same Spirit, to have a right understanding in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. chapter 11, verses 24 through 30. Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered 70 men of their elders of the people and placed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke to him and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. And as soon as the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not continue doing it. Now two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad and the other named Medad. And the spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and the assistant of Moses from his youth, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all that the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit on them? And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. This time, it's uh, that moment for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message with Mr. Clyde Baker. Also, if you have your mighty mites, bring those forward as well. The children's message today is presented by John Clybarker based on John 7, 37 and 38, being thirsty. How are you this morning? Doing pretty good. Hey, did any of you guys wake up this morning kind of thirsty? No? Oh, you're pretty fortunate. That's pretty good. Did any of you drink anything though this morning before you came to church? How many of you had like a, a glass of juice? A few of you. Anybody drink some milk? No, no milk. Did anybody have a glass of water? No water? What'd you all do? Drink coffee? I had to have two cups of coffee to get my day started. Can you believe that? Well, have you ever been kind of thirsty before? You know, it's June, it's summertime, it's starting to get hot. You start kind of getting thirsty sometimes, don't you? This morning I went out to go do the chores, 
And the first thing I do when I go outside is I go check on our big dog. His name is Roscoe. Yeah, and he's a big old yellow dog, and he eats a lot, and he drinks a lot. And so I gave him a bunch of water, and he went over to his water bowl, and he just did something like this. And I think he must have done that for at least two minutes. It seemed like a long time. Do you know what Roscoe did after he got done drinking that bowl of water all gone? He got up, and he went, and he sniffed on Miss Robin's flowers, and then he went, and he checked the cows, and then he just ran around the barnyard like a dog does, having fun and just looking like he was going to have a great day. That's kind of what we expect a dog might do, right? But he started out really thirsty. Well, in our gospel lesson that you're going to hear Pastor read in a few minutes, Jesus was at a big feast. Roscoe wasn't really at a feast this morning, but he did have his breakfast and got a bowl of water. Jesus was at a big feast, and on the big day, Jesus stood up and said, If anybody is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. For whoever believes in me, out of his heart will flow the rivers of living water. Do you think Jesus thought that whole group of people was just really thirsty and they need to come to him to get a cup of water to drink? Yeah. Well, it kind of sounds like that, doesn't it? Sometimes thirsty isn't just about needing something to drink physically, like water or juice or soda or coffee. Sometimes when you're thirsty, it means you just really want something. And what Jesus meant was, if you're thirsty for God's love, you need to come to Jesus. Jesus has God's love to give to you. That's what he was talking about with that group of people. And it really made me kind of think about old Roscoe the dog. After he drank and quenched his thirst, he was free to go around the yard having fun, doing the things that he liked. And one of the things he did was he came up to me and let me pet him, and he licked my hand and gave me some love back. That was pretty fun. Well, once we, once we get uh, God's love, and how does he give that to us? Through the Holy Spirit, and we're going to learn more about that today during the sermon, I know. That's how he quenches our thirst for God's love. The Holy Spirit, through baptism and water, right, gives us faith in Jesus. And if we have faith in Jesus, Jesus says, we'll share his love with other people. And I know you guys do that, because I've watched you and I've seen you, and that's wonderful. Well, let's say a quick prayer before we get ready to go back to our seats. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this beautiful day. And we know that as the weather's getting warmer, we're probably going to be more and more thirsty. But we really especially pray and thank you that you have quenched our thirst for your love by sending the Holy Spirit to us through baptism and that we're able to have faith in Jesus as our Savior. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One more thing before you go back to mom and dad. I hope that a bunch of you are going to get to go to vacation Bible school tonight and this week. You're going to learn about a man there named Martin Luther who was very, very thirsty for God's love and to understand God. And what was really awesome about that, you'll learn God answered his prayer with a yes and taught Martin Luther a whole lot of things so that then he could help us learn more about Jesus. So, 
I hope your moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas can get you to Vacation Bible School. And now let's go back to our seats so we can hear the rest of God's Word. Our second reading today is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in their own language. And they were amazed and astonished saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongue the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophets, prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show the wonders in the heavens above, and the signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel this morning, according to St. John, the 20th chapter.
On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Our sermon hymn today is, I heard the voice of Jesus say, hymn 699. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear God, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message this morning is the gospel lesson that was just read. You want to have that in front of you because we will be looking at that as we go along here this morning. Not many people know that the inventor of Gatorade was not only a Lutheran, but he was a Missouri Synod Lutheran. 
His name was Dr. Robert Cade. He was a wonderful man. I had the great opportunity to actually meet him and to worship with him. He was a member of my Vicarage Church back in 2007 and, and eight. And he invented this drink in order to, as the tagline now says, to quench somebody's thirst. Certainly for the University of Florida football team that sorely needed it in the hot summers, but also for little boys on road trips with their dads, which was me. I don't remember where we were going. I don't remember where we were coming from. All I remember is that my dad and I were in the car on a long road trip, and we had stopped off to fill up with some gas, and we had gotten some snacks, and as oftentimes most kids do, I don't know about yours, but mine certainly do, whatever you have, they want it, and so that, that was me. My dad, it was a hot summer day. I was thirsty. I don't know why I didn't get anything to drink, the stop, but my dad bought this ice-cold red Gatorade with perspiration dripping off it. I mean, just mouth-watering, right? So I said, Dad, you know, can I have a drink? Sure, because he knew that I should have gotten one when I was in the store, but my, you know, it was fine. So Dad says, sure, you can have one. So I had one. I put it back. And about 20 seconds later, I had another one. And then I had another one. And I can remember my father saying, drink until your thirst is quenched. Like he just read it right off of the bottle, right? And I don't remember how many more drinks of it that I finally took, but he finally took it away from me. And to this day, I cannot remember a time when he has, drinking, when he has drank a Gatorade in front of me. I, he just won't do it. Gatorade uh, was and is tagline as the thirst quencher. And what we're going to be talking about today is how Jesus is in, is in the middle of this great festival and how John records that on the great day, on the final day, the last day, that he gets up and proclaims this wonderful message about how if anybody is thirsty, come to me and from within them springs of living water will, will well up within them. Now this is not uncommon, this, this idea of water for Jesus' purposes, for his purposes of getting out the gospel, is not uncommon in the book of John. There are several different examples of this. We're going to just briefly go through three of them. The first one is in John chapter 4, where we have the very well-known story of the woman at the well. Jesus finds himself at this well. Of course, he is thirsty. This Samaritan woman comes up to him, and she is drawing from the well. And Jesus asks her for a drink. And the woman says, well, you, you, have, you have nothing to, to draw from. And this conversation goes on. And then Jesus basically gets it out of her that she uh, has had not one, not two, but three different husbands. We don't know why. We don't know what the cases for that are. But the woman's sin is then revealed in front of Jesus. And he says to her, if you knew who it was that asked you for a drink, 
he would, he would then give you this living water, the same living water that he talks about in our gospel for today. Jesus tells her of her past sin, her past sin that has been washed away in the living water of the gospel that is standing before her, of course, in the person of Jesus Christ. The next time that we're going to discuss is in John chapter 13, a very, very, very famous passage where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. Interestingly, there is no other gospel, and none of the other three gospels have this story. Only John does. And so it is at the Last Supper, Jesus has gathered his disciples around him, and he begins washing their feet. Keep in mind that feet during this time and age were, were very, very dirty. And so Jesus, the God of creation, stoops down, and he begins washing his disciples' feet, but Peter doesn't understand, and he doesn't get it. And he says, Lord, well, well, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus says to him very clearly, unless I wash you, you will have no part in me. And then Jesus ever, ever, I'm sorry, um, Peter, ever impetuous, Peter says, well, Lord, then just don't wash my feet, but wash the rest of me too because I want what it is that you have to offer. Water, in John chapter 13, Jesus washing his disciples' feet, is the symbol of Jesus' cleansing power. Of course, we know this through holy baptism. Okay? John chapter 19, the third use. In the great irony, perhaps the greatest irony in all of Scripture, Jesus, who is this living water, is hanging upon the cross, and he dies. And to make sure that he has died, one of the soldiers pierces his side, and what comes flowing out? Blood and water. And just before that, just before that instance happens, he says, he, the living water, says those, those two words, I thirst. He, the living water, has been drained, has been crucified, mocked, beaten, tortured. And he says, I thirst. And I, as we said, a sudden flow of blood and water come from that. The water symbolizes the cleansing waters of baptism. The blood, a reminder that it is only through the blessings connected to water that we receive the blessings of Christ's death. As Paul says in Romans chapter 6, you've heard me say this before, but in Romans chapter 6, or don't you know that all of you who have been baptized into Christ Jesus, washed with water and the word, that those of you who have, been, who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death and also into his resurrection. And so we come to our text for this morning, where again we see Jesus making use of water to make his point. And I, wa I want to read this because I want to get this exactly right. He was at the Festival of Booths, and the reason why it was called that is because the people were to take branches from palm trees and branches from other leafy trees and make a roof over the great altar. After that happened, they then marched around the altar while a priest would take a golden pitcher to the pool of Siloam, the same pool that Jesus would tell the blind man to go and wash in. 
and fill it, and then he would fill that pitcher with water. And as the priest brought the water back, the people recited Isaiah 12, 3, which says, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. The water then was carried up to the altar and then poured out as an offering to God. While this was being done, Psalm 112 through 118 was being sung by the people while accompanied by flutes. Now the point of the whole ceremony was to be a dramatic thanksgiving to God for the good gift of water as well as a memory of the water that came from the rock during the Exodus. And it is this ceremony, this very important ceremony, that if you were within 15 miles of Jerusalem that you were to come to, that Jesus uses as his launching point for today's text. If anyone is thirsty, Jesus says, come to me and he will have so much living water. This is how the uh, Greek says this. Jesus says, come to me and he will have so much living water welling up within him that it will begin to literally come out of his belly, out of his stomach. That's how full of Jesus that, this, that, that that person will be. And before we get to understanding about this thirst, I suppose it's important that we also know and acknowledge the fact that we have a thirst. That we are indeed thirsty for this living water that Jesus promises to us. I looked at Luther about this exact verse, and he says this. He's, he asks the question, well, what is our thirst? And he lists off three things. The first way is a wrecked conscience over sin. How often does Satan continually attack us and continually to try to get inside of our own heads to convince us that the blood of Jesus and the forgiveness that is offered through him is not enough for our sins? And that our consciences, therefore, are wrecked because of that. We might wake up every single day with a worried conscience about our sin. The second thing that he says, a frightened heart that longs to know how it stands with God. In college, I, for... For two summers, I was, a camp, I was a camp counselor for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and on the application every year, they always asked this question, do you know that you're going to be going to heaven? And I never quite knew how to answer that question, because at that time I thought, well, if I say yes, absolutely, well, maybe I'm not being humble, and maybe I'm just being, I don't know, um, a little bit arrogant about where my faith in Jesus is. And if I say, well, I'm not sure, well then, how can I not be sure? The Bible tells me very clearly that, that for those who call on the name of the Lord Jesus, that you will be saved. So I just didn't know, I, I had to answer that question on that application for two years, and I just didn't ever know exactly how to answer, so I just put simply yes. I mean, how else are, are we supposed to answer a question like, like that? And I think it was because at that time during college, I, I certainly was not as mature then as I am in my faith now. Because now I, I can say with, 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 without any worry about being arrogant or, or worrisome about it, I know that I'm going to be going to heaven. 
because of what the promises of God are. And I believe that when Jesus says that he's going to do something, that he does it. That when he promises that those who call on his name will be saved, that they will be saved. But there are still times, again, where Satan attacks us with, with, with his fiery arrows, and he will, he will continue to shoot those at us. Even on our deathbeds, he will continue to shoot those at us. But we have no reason to have a frightful heart, and we have no reason to wonder where we stand with God because of Christ. The third thing that he mentions about what is our thirst is a weakened faith and spirit. How many of you have ever had your faith tested? The rest of you are liars. Okay? We've all had our faith tested. We've all had certain points in our lives in which our, in which our faith is not as strong on Monday as it was on Sunday. That it's not as strong last month as it was this month, or that it's, you know, whatever the case might be. Because of our sinful state, our faith is going to go through ebbs and flows. But because of Christ, because of what he has done for us, he says that even if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, which is really, really small, you can move mountains, and you can tell that mountain to go throw itself into the sea, and it will do it. So that is our thirst, according to Luther. That is the thirst that needs to be quenched. Our wrecked conscience over sin needs to be quenched. Our frightened heart that longs to know how it stands with God, it needs to be quenched. Our weakened faith and spirit, it needs to be quenched. And so the question that Luther asks right after this is, well then what is the drink? What is it that quenches our thirst? We need to look no further than the font that is here and the supper that is prepared before us. Have you ever wondered why the baptismal font is here? Have you ever wondered that? I mean, you could have it back over here. You could have it over there. You could have it, I guess, really anywhere. But have you ever wondered why it's here? The reason why the baptismal font is here is, 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 because a, is, is because it is a reminder that what is done here, what was done here, continues there. That's really cool. That's awesome. That is exactly what our Father in heaven wants us to know, that our sins that were washed away in these waters continue to be washed away and to be forgiven through his body and his blood shed for us on Calvary's cross. So what is the drink? His own water poured over us when we were baptized. His own body and blood that is there before us to eat and to drink the gospel. Tangible elements that we can smell and taste and see and touch and hear even. The gospel. The good news that our sins have been forgiven. This is what Jesus wanted the people to know on that greatest day of the festival. It's what he wants you to know and believe this morning. That your sin, which has, causes, which has caused your soul to be thirsty, that your soul has been quenched, that your thirst has been quenched, and it is he, Jesus Christ, who provides the cool, sweet drink of the gospel, the good news that has quenched it. Amen.
Please stand. At this time, we confess together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the life. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. In the pew uh, on the aisle side is the red sign-in book. Members and guests, please sign that book so that we know that you were here to worship with us. Those who get it on the window sides, please send it back towards the aisle. And then the person who was on the uh, uh, aisle side, please tear off that front page and set it on top so that the others can grab it after our worship here today. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The church picnic is this Friday, June 9th. There's still positions available for willing workers. Uh, please contact Kay Kaiser at 849-3682 or leave a message at 235-798-7978 for more information. At the church picnic, the Dorcas Ladies Aid will be having a bake sale. This year's proceeds go to the church radio broadcast. Everyone is invited to bring a baked item or donations for this worthwhile project. Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Today's message is filled to overflow based on John 7, 37 through 39, which was our um, gospel lesson today. For times and locations near you, visit www.lutheranhour.org or contact the church office. These broadcasts are made possible by donation to the broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. If you wish to be put on our prayer list or to be taken off, uh, a member of the family should call both the church office and Ms. Jeannie Stoltz at 235 Three, four, four, seven.
In our prayers this morning, we have a, a few people that we want to remember. First of all, for those who are on our health list, from Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Carol McIntyre, Marilyn Stewart, Brenda Lawmaster, Elmer Kaiser, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dale Chapman, Dan Haynes, Clint Skaggs, Joan Haynes, Bill and Jim Wilson, Becky Morgan, Eldred Holly, uh, who fell and has uh, uh, three broken ribs because of the fall, uh, and also the family of Esther Holly, who was given a Christian burial yesterday. Also, for those celebrating anniversaries, 42 years of marriage for Harold and Marjean Clanton on June the 5th, uh, 38 years of marriage on June 9th for Steve and Elaine Griman. 51 years of, of marriage for Edgar and Glenda Shane on June 10th. And then a special request uh, for Nick and Monica Curl, who are celebrating their first year of marriage today, June the 4th. And so we will certainly pray for all of those folks as well. We go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, you used a simple thing like water to teach others about your kingdom. Thank you that you have continued to use water and holy baptism that cleanses us from all sin. Thank you for your body and blood that has been poured out for the redemption of all. And may we always look to you to have our thirst of spirit and soul quenched. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, when you filled the disciples with the Holy Spirit, 3,000 souls were called gathered, enlightened, and sanctified. Likewise, Lord, please fill our congregation, our synod, and the whole Christian church on earth with the Holy Spirit. Renew them, that the sacraments may be, that the sacraments may be given faithfully, and that many more would be called by the gospel, enlightened with your gifts, sanctified and kept in the true faith. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of all comfort and peace, give to the world that peace which only you can give. Deliver Christians from the hands of persecution. Restore peace to lands ravaged by war and grant safety to refugees. Bring peace to our own nation. In the face of political division and tension, let us find peace in you and your unchanging promises. Lord, in your mercy. Well, we especially pray a special prayer for all those celebrating anniversaries this week especially for Marjane and Harold, for Steve and Elaine, Edgar and Glenda, Monica and Nick. Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for the privilege and gift of marriage and for the joy that comes from sharing life together. We thank you for bringing these folks to this, to this anniversary day where we remember the vows that were made before you, and we pray that you would continue to bless their life together. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, we pray that you would look with favor upon those who serve out their vocation in the armed forces. Protect them from all harm and danger as they serve and defend their neighbor. Keep them ever grounded in faith in Christ's unfailing love. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Father, you invite us to come to you as dear children approach their dear father. Give us childlike faith that we may approach your table with all boldness and confidence. 
Let us faithfully receive your Son's body and blood with true repentance and contrition, that the sacrament will fortify us to live in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Lord, we pray that you would look with compassion upon all those who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. Especially, Lord, for all those who are on our health list. Uh, Lord, also for the family of Esther Holly. And Lord, for all those that we know who, uh, who are in need right now, that we name before you in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. 
first communion hymn is Jesus Loving on page 558 of the Lutheran Service Book.
next hymn is Lord Take My Hand and Lead Me on page 722. Next hymn is Soul, Adorn Yourself with Gladness, page 636. We'll sing verses 1 through 6.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship next Sunday And just a couple of announcements before we close with our service today. If you're not able to be today, with us all, in person, uh, we invite we you to listen by means today, of the radio Karen station. Medici, it's your birthday today. Uh, happy birthday, and we uh, uh, pray God's blessings upon you this day and every day. So happy birthday. Uh, and then Mr. Grime and Steve has an announcement for us. So Steve, come on up. with the school board members the other day, dated 5-30-17. Six years ago, in August of 2011, Trinity Lutheran Church and School extended me a divine call to serve as the seventh and eighth grade classroom teacher, concentrating on the fifth through eighth grade math program and serving as the athletic director. It has been a true blessing to me to serve as a teacher and coach to six graduating classes of students. On Sunday, May 21st, the Lutheran School Association in Coal Camp met and issued me a divine call to serve as their seventh and eighth grade classroom teacher and athletic director. I was contacted on Monday the 22nd by the principal to officially offer me the position and tell me that the call papers would be in the mail. This school has been in contact with me since about Easter to try to create a position on their staff that they could afford they also are offering Elaine a position as an aide for kindergarten and first grade and starting their Chimes music program. The call papers arrived to be on Saturday the 27th. The whole scenario seemed to be a godsend because of several key issues falling into place. Number one, we have been preparing to move further north in the future because our daughter married a farmer, lives on a farm, thus it appeared that they would never be moving. Number two, they now have adopted a son, which is our only grandchild. He just turned two on 520, and we knew that we needed to move closer to him. Number three, this call is to a town that is around 15 miles from my daughter. This call also allows me to still continue to teach in a Lutheran school until I retire. Therefore, I have accepted this call to serve Lutheran School Association. I will continue to fulfill my duties here at Trinity until sometime in mid to late July. I want you to know that I have truly felt supported during these six years, and I pray that you will continue to support the current staff and will have a blessed school year in 2017-2018. I now ask that Trinity Lutheran Church and School would grant me a peaceful release from my call that was issued back in 2011. In his service, Mr. Stephen Griman. Thank you very much, Steve, for that announcement. Uh, when Steve met with me in regard to this call, he, we were just sort of discussing things, and it sounded very, very similar to when my family and I took the call here to Trinity. And uh, uh, Steve and Elaine, we're gonna miss you a lot, but we understand. Um, the biggest reason for why you're moving, or at least one of the biggest reasons for why you're moving, in case you folks can't see, is asleep in Elaine's arms at the moment. Um, and so we are gonna miss you, but we understand and we pray God's blessings upon you. Let's uh, pray for Steve and Elaine now. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you 
uh, that you call workers, um, men and women who are gifted um, in particular areas uh, with particular gifts uh, for which you use in service for your kingdom. We thank you, Lord, that you have gifted both Steve and Elaine with these gifts. And Lord, we thank you that they have used their gifts here. Uh, and now, Lord, we'll be using them in, in another place. Uh, and so, Lord, we um, pray that though we are sad to see them live, we give, or to, to see them go, we uh, are thankful, Lord, that this uh, opportunity gives them the chance to be closer to their family, uh, closer to their grandson, uh, and to be able to uh, spend more time with them. And so we pray for your blessing upon them. We pray God's speed to be upon them. Uh, and we know, Lord, that in all things that you are with them, that you are with us. And so we give you thanks and praise, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray all of these things. Amen. Uh, and uh, that is all for our worship service today. Don't forget that Vacation Bible School is tonight beginning at 5, I think, 5 o'clock. Um, and so if you uh, have not yet signed up your kids for that or know some kids that want to be signed up for that, please do so. It's never too late. I pray that you all have a, have a very, very blessed week. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George. <laughs>